0: Welcome to this episode of the Million Dollar Mastermind. I'm Larry Widell and let's get started. Welcome. I'm here this afternoon with Travis Watts. Travis may get into explaining what this is, but he's a full-time passive investor, but he didn't start that way. He started in a whole... Other end of the uh, industry, and also the the other end of the shovel, more or less. And uh, he's been investing in real estate since 2009. He's been the uh, he's the director of investor relations at Ashcroft Capital. They have almost uh, I guess closing in on 900 million dollars in assets, and he's. Got his training on Wall Street with a company uh, investment company with assets of over four billion. So he's been uh, uh, in the big time for a long time. He's learned from the best, and he's moved up through the ranks and uh, has quite a pile of lessons he's accumulated about what it takes to win in the real world. Uh, How you coach yourself to success. So welcome Travis. Thanks for joining us
1: Hey Larry, thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it.
0: Well, it's uh, I know you're a busy guy you've got a lot of uh, people calling you and uh, You're familiar with helping people on the way up and I appreciate you taking your time out to maybe approach things from a little bit different side and that is the personal side of how you've kind of coached yourself to success, starting from uh, a lower place on the totem pole, pretty much where we all have to start. And so tell us where you came from and and, and what your background is.
1: Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I, um, I, I guess just foundationally, uh, we'll start with just uh, how I was raised. So I was raised by two parents that were extremely frugal they taught me at least one side of the coin uh, very well which is how to save and budget and live below your means and kind of make it happen from that standpoint so I had many years where you know I was living on probably eight to ten thousand per year and making it happen not taking on debt and just kind of pushing through and so that was great I'm very grateful to to have that that type of structure from the beginning I was the the, the weird kid that had a budget and and kind of a net worth sheet uh, when I was mowing lawns (laughs) when I was 16 and 17. And so, yeah, you know, my my parents, like like a lot of kids younger, really wanted me to go to college. Um, You know, they did not come from that world. I felt like that was very important. Uh, I, on the other hand, didn't feel that it was that important for me personally. So I just kind of picked, (laughs) hopefully I don't offend anybody, but kind of a BS degree uh, in uh, live show production, audio, uh, video, stuff like this. I wanted to travel. Uh, That's really what it was about, is traveling and being out on the road. And you know, quickly realized after getting out of school, that's really not what I wanted to do. I did not like that industry. So um, shifted over to real estate in 2009 Started investing just through single-family home, uh, did all kinds of crazy stuff, did fix and flips, vacation rentals, you know, house hacking, having roommates, um, lots of hands-on active real estate uh, to the point that I burned myself out. Uh, just I was working 100 hours a week and actually the oil industry, another crazy pivot in my life. <laughs> and, uh you know, just, it was too much. It was just too much for me to handle. And, uh, you know, we were talking before this uh, interview, There, there's only so much time in the day, right? And I was I was capped out, you know, 110%. So made a pivot into passively investing, leveraging other people, uh, you know, partnering on bigger pieces of real estate uh, where I didn't have to actually do anything hands-on uh, or manage tenants or find these properties or spend my weekends and time off uh, trying to source deals. So. That's what I do now. I'm a full-time uh, passive investor, as you said, uh, which just means a hands-off investor, uh, mostly in apartment communities, um, leveraging a lot of other groups, some great great groups out there, great track record, great experience, just kind of partnering up with them uh, to make this stuff happen. and. I have a passion of giving back so I spend my weeks uh, on these 15 minute free Q&A calls with with folks everywhere from the 18 year old getting started to the 70 year old wanting to know what a syndication is and how that works and everyone in between. Um, how do so you that work that kind of brings us through today? How do you get a how do you get
0: into working I can I can see working 100 hours a week uh, uh, fixing and flipping houses because I was in construction when I came out of uh, school myself, but uh-huh. uh, I can see that. But how did you, uh, how did you get into the oil business? What are you out there digging, uh, digging uh, for oil, a uh, hundred hours a week? And don't they have machines to do that?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Boy, they should. That's one of the most outdated industries. Um, <laughs> it's getting there. It's a slow process. Um, Yeah. Funny, funny story. So as you pointed out, how much time and effort it takes to fix and flip homes in general and to do vacation rentals and flips and everything else on top of 100 hours a week. What happened was this. I I had read a lot of books. I'd met a few people. I'd, I'd become very inspired to want to get into real estate. I didn't know how I didn't know when, but I knew one thing. I got to have a little bit of money to get started or so i thought that was my limiting belief you know a lot of people think you know you got to have money to make money which turned out not to be true but in my case i felt like that was true so uh i was you know working this job uh out in colorado not happy with it at all not fulfilling not part of my degree uh you know twenty thousand a year income and i thought god I've, I've got to branch out of this i've got to make this happen so I put about 150 applications out there and ended up in the oil field, uh, you know, with a six-figure job just out of the gate, which was pretty crazy. No, no experience or college needed, but uh, giving up your life in return for income. <laughs> so that that's kind of what spawned into into that. And um, you know, I, I took those principles of my upbringing to be very frugal and, and diligent, and still live like a college student on ramen noodles for a while and uh all that capital into real estate um and just kind of made it happen uh the, the old school way <laughs> there was no shortcut there but just saved a lot invested a lot uh, in myself and uh into real estate to uh, unfortunately burn myself out but in the process figure out there's a better strategy uh, that really ended up helping me accomplish what i wanted to accomplish were there role
0: models i mean you have to learn things for yourself And uh, people can tell you this, uh, the thing that, you know, do you want to haul water all your life or do you want to build a uh, pipeline where the water just flows, you know? And (laughs) uh, you you can hear all these stories, but until you're out there working like a mad dog uh, and, you know, I never mind working hard. I just want to get paid for it, you know, uh, something proportionally. But, you know, I didn't want to work like a – lit. on one hand, I wanted to work hard, but I didn't want to work like a, a a friggin' lunatic all the time, which seemed to be just fine with the guy I worked for in construction. You know, I, he yeah. he didn't have yeah. any trouble with with me uh, working hundred hour work weeks. You know, but uh, the light bulb went on some way in your mind that I not only do I not want to do this. I don't have to do this the rest of my life. That, that's a big point to get to in your life, isn't it?
1: It is, it is. That moment for me was, was 2015, uh, which is about five, six years into this grind, um, where you know, not only was there not a light at the end of the tunnel, to me, it was like everything was closing in. Every property I acquired seemed to be one step closer to burning out and maxing out uh, with the strategy I was using. So yeah, 2015 was my big pivot. Uh, You know, found mentors, found role models, uh, started networking with people that were actually doing uh, these syndication investments, these private placement investments. And uh, that's kind of, that was my light bulb moment was, wait a second, I can still be in real estate. I can still get, you know, the appreciation and the cash flow and the tax advantages and everything I love about real estate, but I don't have to be spending all of my time, as I said, finding the properties, managing the tenants, all this kind of stuff. And uh, so so that was the pivot that I took. I saw a scalable solution. Finally, the the light at the end of the tunnel, so to speak. And I I sold everything. I sold all my single family homes over about 12 to 18 months. And I went 100% into this this passive investing uh, strategy. And so it made a huge impact on my life. And so that's what I want to help educate others on, because I know there's not a tremendous amount of education in the space around this.
0: Well, did you? uh realize this before or after your experience in the oil business
1: yeah good question so i I was starting to kind of seek the answers as i'm going through the oil business and so what happened was I, i actually i made a shift in the oil business from working these 100 hour work weeks to actually going overseas where I could get an equal time off schedule. So I would do 35 days in the Middle East and I would come home for 35 days. And on those 35 days I had at home, I would be researching and reading and networking and, and that's really where it came through uh, for me is is just immersing myself in the industry, you know, tenfold what I was before where I would read maybe a book or two a year. I read actually 52 books in, in 2015 Which was crazy, and not not, I wouldn't actually advocate that anybody do that, but uh, I thought that would be the quickest way to cut the learning curve while I had the time to do so. And um, so, yeah, it was it was really 2015 was where it all kind of came together. You talk about
0: mentors, developing uh, uh, contacts, and advisors, and things. How did you go? How did you go from? reading books and watching videos to where you're actually in direct contact with some of these people.
1: Exactly, yeah, that's and, and you know, to be honest, mentors and or coaches, whatever term you wanna use, role models made the biggest difference. They, they were the ones that actually helped me cut the curve even faster than reading 10 or 20 books. Um, how did I go about doing it? I started joining networks. I started jumping on online forums, things like Bigger Pockets. Then I started connecting with folks and real estate meetup groups. Then I started attending real estate conferences. And so I really had to see for myself firsthand that not only is this a viable you know, asset class and niche and thing that I can really do myself, but that people have actually been doing this for five, 10, 15, 20, 30 years sometimes and that, that was you know, seeing as believing to an extent, right? And so that really helped me uh, find the certainty that I was looking for uh, to, to actually take action and, and make this change.
0: And did you uh, find yourself gradually slipping into that and that becoming more of a occupation with you than uh, where you could afford to give up the uh, 35 day trips to the Mideast? on the uh, working in the oil oil fields?
1: Yeah, there there was literally a light bulb moment. It was quite simple what I did, but it's funny how long it took to get to this moment. But I I sat down for the first time ever and I I just said to myself, okay, if I sold everything, if I sold every single home that I own, including the house that I live in, everything, and I went liquid and I paid the taxes and the fees and the penalties, everything, then what would I have as far as a net worth, a true net worth? And then if I were to take that amount of capital and start putting that into these passive investments, given a a conservative cash flow number that I projected off of, what would that mean in terms of income? What would that mean uh, in terms of lifestyle? What I found out, this was my motivator. I found out I could quit the oil business, a job I did not like, a job I was not passionate about, a job I did not want to continue, nor did I believe that I could continue if I wanted to. Because oil is such a boom and bust industry, I felt like even if I loved it five, 10 years out, I'll be unemployed anyhow. So that, that gave me the push is I, I really saw the numbers in front of my face. And I thought, I have to do this. And, and that's kind of what, what directed me, as you mentioned at the beginning of our interview, into you know, working for uh, a brokerage firm, learning Wall Street, working for you know, these private placement groups. I really embraced what I wanted to learn, things that I actually got true fulfillment from. Uh, and not just working for money and trading my time.
0: Well, how did you make that jump uh, to yep. Wall Street? Like, uh, you know, buy a suit and uh, uh, wash all the oil <laughs> off and uh, show, <laughs> show <laughs>
1: Yeah. Show up on Wall what, Street. What, yeah, what, what a difference. You're, you're exactly right. I, I literally didn't own a suit. And so... <laughs> <laughs> I got these oily coveralls. I'm thinking, oh my god! So I find myself in men's warehouse, you know, getting fitted. And so, uh, yeah. So let me ask you a question. Let me, let, Jarvis. Yeah. Let me.
0: Did you like the way you looked?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was ready for any kind of change, Larry. Okay. Um, all right. And, okay. Yeah. I uh, I had a I had a buddy. Uh, he was in Texas working for this this brokerage company. I was telling him kind of about my dilemma and what, what I was going through. And he goes, you know, if you ever, uh, you know, need a referral or whatever, you know, I'm, I'm here for you. So I, I took full advantage of that. Um, and so I got hired. And uh, so, you know, I, I, my idea was this. I already, to an extent, I already understood real estate and, and kind of the fundamentals, the concepts here. Um, something I love, by the way, you made a video uh, called, you know, why you don't need to know everything and, and major on the majors. This was kind of my pivot to that, right? I was starting to, to kind of zoom out, look at the big picture, think what, what something sustainable I can do for the next 20, 30, 40, 50 years as far as an investment. I don't want to be constantly losing my ass every 10 years or, or having to retrain and relearn learning Bitcoin and cryptocurrency and then it goes away and then I got to start all over again. So what I thought was this. If I knew real estate to an extent, what if I learned the stocks, bonds, and mutual funds world, and then I could be this all-inclusive, well-rounded financial guy or guru or something? And that was the thought process. But when I entered that industry, uh, I was just personally disappointed on the lack of education in the space and how investing really wasn't the topic of of training. It was it was about pushing you know mutual funds and things. And I thought you know this really. A, isn't something I'm passionate about. B, I've got all my money in real estate and almost none in the stock market. So I just felt a huge misalignment of, of interest with, with folks I was talking to. So I, I had to just pull the plug on myself and and go back to real estate, figure out you know a new strategy that was gonna work.
0: Well, I uh, I'm really excited to have you on the call. I really appreciate you sharing the step-by-step how-to steps you went through to navigate yourself from startup to where you move back into, you know, you've really identified your calling, uh, which is in the real estate, and found your way bouncing around different industries. But the thing is, I noticed, you educated yourself along the way and you really all—you yep. probably find yourself using all of that education today. Am I right?
1: Most of it, yeah. I mean, you know, statistically, of course, we only retain a percentage of, of what we read and learn. But, but yeah, that, that's why when I said earlier, I wouldn't advocate anybody go read fifty-two books a year like I did in twenty fifteen because it's information overload. Your brain can only take so much. You can only absorb so much. And if you're not taking action, if you're not actually trying some of this stuff. You know, what a waste, Uh, especially if you wait a few years, you virtually remember nothing. (laughs) Yeah.
0: And what a beautiful segue, uh, because I think it's time for us to wrap this uh, segment up. I appreciate you coming in and, uh, you know, taking the time, finding the time to share these thoughts with us, because I know there's a lot of people this will resonate with when they're trying to sort through what their next steps are going to be in their career. So thanks so much, Travis. You bet. Thanks for listening to this episode of million dollar mastermind with me, Larry Weidel. If I've helped you in any way, leave us a five star rating and review on Apple podcasts. For more information like this, listen to our other million dollar mastermind episodes And check out my Wydell Academy YouTube channel and visit us on on WydellOnWinning.com. I'm the Million Dollar Mastermind, and until next time, go, go, go.